Hello friends, welcome to the Everyday Mealmanship Podcast. My name is Ty Evans and today we have a special guest, my awesome wife Sky. Hello. So <laughs> Sky for some reason is a little nervous to be on a podcast talking to her husband. <laughs> but uh, we'll get her through this. I can um, talk to anybody at any time face to face, but something about being recorded just makes me really anxious. <laughs> so we'll get her we'll get her tuned up here, but um, before we get into this, um, I want to mention our awesome sponsors. Uh, first of all, Ernest Brenneman Saddlery. Ernest built me a saddle you know, about a year ago, and it is fantastic. He does great work. Um, if you're looking for a good saddle, give him a call, 417-589-0209. He does dang good work. And also want to give a shout-out to Jacqueline Holly with Equine Jewel Designs. Um, she built our daughter's really nice head stalls for their mules and does fantastic work. So. She does more than head stalls, too. She does halters. She makes uh, breast collars, all kinds of good stuff. So she has a website, too. I don't have it handy. But you can find her on Facebook, um, at Equine Jewel Designs. She does great work. So anyways, well, we're glad to have uh, – I'm glad to have Sky here with me today. And so you guys can learn a little bit – a little about her. Um, a lot of you don't see much of Sky. She's usually the one behind the camera. She's the one um, behind the scenes that keeps me sane, keeps me put together. Um, she does so much. There's no way that I could do all the clinics and do all the stuff without her for sure. So uh, she's a huge part of of our business, our life, um, everything. She's my best pal and. And I'm glad to have her by my side through all of this. So we're going to talk about Sky today. <laughs> she doesn't know about that yet. Nope. But, but I'm here. Yep. So <laughs> people want to know about you, though. They want to know about you. Okay, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why don't you tell everybody about all, the same thing I ask all the other people on the podcast. Why don't you just tell us about how you got into meals? Let's start with that. And get you warmed up. Okay. Well, I had horses all growing up forever. We didn't get into mules until I was like maybe nine or so. And um, I had always loved riding. Um, a lot of people like to say how much Ellie's like Ty, but she also is a little bit like me. <laughs> Are you feeling a little, feel little left out? Yeah, but I let you take the credit. It's fine. But... Um, I would ride everywhere. I had an awesome little horse named Shorty um, that just took really good care of me. My dad taught me everything. And so, uh, anyway, so we had horses forever. Our neighbor uh, had some mules, and my dad started riding with him. And they went on a big, I don't know if it was a pack trip or just a, a ride or something. This is all my memories of, from being a child, too, so it would be interesting to hear how it went from his point of view, but Your dad? How, yeah, from my dad's, but how I remember it is he went on this ride. Um, I wasn't there, but he took his horse and his horse just was trotting and kind of hot, just trying to keep up with these mules who were just walking out real nice and smooth. And, um, I guess the last day they said, why don't you just ride this mule? And, um, he did. And it's kind of history from there, but um, that mule's name was Clancy, who ended up being my favorite mule of all time. But um, anyway, my dad came home. He bought that mule from the neighbor and 
ended up selling the horses one by one. And I thought he was just nuts. (laughs) I thought he was stupid. (laughs) Like, why do you want to ride that ugly thing? Like, look at its ears. (laughs) We had these gorgeous horses. And um, anyway, it was kind of a, in my my memory, it kind of goes really quickly. But um, at one point I did uh, come off and get a concussion. And after that is my dad got just the perfect mule for me. It was a little... He was a quarter halflinger. <laughs> he was only he was only a quarter halflinger. <laughs> I don't know what the rest was. I just know that's what I always heard he was. Quarter halflinger. He was a short little stubby thing. Um, he was just perfect. And what was his name? Willie. Willie. He was the greatest. And um, he kind of got me back. I remember just going down. We were on a little ride. I, we were just riding a road, which is not my dad's favorite thing to do. But he got me back out after my concussion. I was really scared after that. And this little mule just took such good care of me. And I have a very specific memory of just coming down this tiny little, it wasn't even a hill. It was just like a little bit of a grade going downward. And it just terrified me. And I remember my dad just looking at me. I don't even remember the words he said. I just remember him being like, chill out. (laughs) (laughs) That was not scary. Your mule took care of you. Like, you can get through this. You just got to, like, chill out. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so I was actually on one of our horses when I got my concussion. um, And I had been in the pasture just riding around. Normally, I had my own saddle, but I just hopped in. My dad had been riding before me, and so I hopped on after him. So I couldn't reach the stirrups or anything. I was probably maybe eight or so. So I wasn't much older than our daughter, Ellie. But um, the, the neighbor horses all took off running. I don't know why. But all I know is then my horse took off running. And I don't think, I'm pretty sure he didn't buck or do anything. All that happened was I came off. I didn't have stirrups. It wasn't my saddle. And he just took off running. I'm not sure. I I guess I'd have to ask my dad, too, from his point of view. All I remember is the horse taking off running and then waking up on the ground. And from my dad's point of view, it was the scariest day of his life. But I I lived. You got a a concussion. Got a concussion. That explains a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Just kidding. Thanks, But, yeah, it took me me a while to come back from that. And um, I think by that time I was riding that horse. My little horse, Shorty, that took good care of me when I was little, he ended up having, um, he kind of went lame. Anyway, long story short, I just didn't have him anymore. So I was starting to ride the bigger horses. and um, Yeah, so I didn't have my trusty Shorty anymore. But yeah, that's kind of how I got into mules. My dad bought that perfect little mule for me, and I just fell in love. Eventually, I got brave again. And started riding Clancy, the one that he bought from the neighbor. And that mule taught me how much I love to just run really fast. Yep, you like to go fast. <laughs> he loved to run, and I loved to run. And between Willie, the little mule, and Clancy, they they helped me come back from that. And and at that point in time, that's when that's when I met your dad. I met your dad uh, to the we were out on the San Rafael. And he was there, and that's how our dads become friends. Yeah. 
And I remember that was, I think, one of the first trips your dad ever had been out to the San Rafael. And he was hooked from then on. Yep. And uh, that's how our family became friends. And then we met shortly, you and I met shortly after that. And we were, how old were we, 13 and 12? I was 12. Yeah. So it was love at first sight for me. <laughs> Sky, no. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know what love was yet. <laughs> but, uh, well, then uh, why don't you uh, tell us about some of, see, I, I forget so many things. Why don't you tell us about some of our childhood rides that you remember? <laughs> um, one that comes, one that I do remember is, is I was trying to get you to say something in German. Yeah. Remember that? And yeah, I smacked you, my head. Do you know what you were trying to get me to no, say? Tell him. Go ahead. Tell <laughs> <laughs> How old were we? Like 13? Yeah, we were 13. And I was taking, no, maybe we were a little... I don't I don't know. Know. Somewhere, that. somewhere around thirteen or fourteen, and I don't know if my dad even knows this. <laughs> he probably would whoop you if he knew <laughs> these conversations. But I was taking a German class, so Ty said, "Well, how do you say I in German?" And so I told him, and then he said, well, "How do you say love?" <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Well, how do you say you?" And I'm like, well, "I'm like, I don't know how to say love in German. All I know how to say like my name is." You know, like, <laughs> anyway, so he's turned around. He's in front of me. We're going down around. the trail. Yep, going down the trail, going through some trees. And he's turned around trying to get me to say I love you in German. <laughs> <laughs> and he whacks his head on a low-hanging branch. Oh, yeah, of, smacked me so he hard. He hit it really hard. <laughs> <laughs> I deserve it. He, he, played it. he played it off like he was fine. But then I saw him kind of pull over, you know, his mule, like, Oh, oh, here, you go ahead. And yeah. I turned and looked back, and he's rubbing his head real it good, like, hurt. oh, It hurts so bad. It's like, uh, that's like a, it for being Twitter-pated. That's a funny one. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's my favorites. Yep, so we knew each other really young, but we didn't start dating till I was almost I was almost graduated. Yeah. You were already in college. We had lots of fun when we were kids, though. Yep, I have a lot of really random memories. I can remember really worthless stuff, but nothing important these days, it seems. Yeah. Remember swimming across the lake on Yeah. With Mindy. I'll tell about that one. Okay. okay. I had this cute little mule named Mindy. She was like the next every mule I've had was like the next step up from the one before. So I started with my Willie mule that was just perfect. Um, a perfect starter mule. He foundered and um eventually had to let him go, which was just the saddest ever. But um then my next mule was Mindy, this cute little mule. She wasn't any bigger than him, but she was a lot more fiery. <laughs> she yeah, she was she was a sassy pants. Like if I tried to use my legs, she'd just kick my foot. She'd use her back leg and reach up and whack me on the bottom of my foot. <laughs> so many things we could do now to fix those things. I know. <laughs> so many silly problems yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, anyway. So we went on a ride with Ty's whole family and my family, and we swam across this, I don't know, the pond. It wasn't very big. No, it was like it, as big as Lake Michigan. <laughs> yeah. All the way across. <laughs> it was big when we were kids. <laughs> yeah. But, well, it was big to me because my mule, how tall was she? Like, not 13 probably not two. even 14 hands. Yeah. yeah, she was small. But anyway, and so we swam across it. We went on this whole long day ride, and on the way back, my saddle's feeling really, like, wobbly mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm like I just tightened it up I know that it's not loose because I was just there you know anyway and by the time we got back I went to unsaddle and 
what's it called? The off billet? Yeah. The other side, the yep. leather piece on the other side of my saddle was gone. <laughs> so yep. my cinch was just hanging there because it was hooked up to the breast collar on the one side and then to the back cinch on the other side. So it was just hanging that whole time. And I don't know if it was like that when we went swimming. I don't know if it was like, because I feel like we got off and tightened our cinches before we went in the water. Mm-hmm. But I don't know the timeline there. Anyway, I just remember being like, dang, <laughs> either I have really good balance or she just took really good care of me then. But she ended up being a really good mule. I liked her a lot. And then I had the next step up after that. That mule's name was Psycho. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I moved on to the Psycho. No, but he he was a Psycho. He was... <laughs> He was a little crazy at first. At first, he was psycho, yeah. <laughs> we got him from you guys, didn't we? I remember picking him <laughs> yep. up at your got house. Got my dad, that's right. I remember him, I remember trying to load him up. He was just scared to death. And yep. My dad, my dad, uh, he got the name Psycho because uh, my dad would say, all right, I'm going to work out, work with the Psycho if I don't, if I'm not back in this many minutes or come check on me <laughs> in this many minutes yeah. because, you know, and so eventually we just started calling him Psycho and... We have a lot of silly stories about that meal when he was psycho. But once we got him, he came around. It's like he flipped the switch and realized we weren't there to kill him <laughs> and eat him. And he ended up being one of my favorite meals for sure. Um, him and I had a really good connection. And I loved <laughs> showing off that I could put my reins down and fold my arms and, and uh, you know, just use my feet to do anything we could go any way we could go backwards or forwards ty and i talked about it not too long ago and wondered you know now if i would have i i thought it was really cool then but i wonder how much quality it was <laughs> you know mm-hmm. like i don't know knowing what i know now what did it really look like you know yep. you but anyway it was, cool then, though. it was it was really cool it yep. felt him and i had a really good connection he was he was a good buddy of mine it was my my good mule. Yep. But, yep. Well, um, I have a whole bunch of questions people wanted to know about you, um, but there's a <laughs> few more stories that I wanted to, I wanted you to share with folks. You mentioned earlier about Clancy. Yes. Your mule, and you love to go fast. Yes. And I guess it's been kind of a highlight for you in, in your life so far. You know, one of your biggest achievements was winning the races. Yeah. Out to Bishop. Why don't you yep. talk about Bishop and talk about, tell them about your, cra- another crazy mule you had named <laughs> Oprah. Sky's attracted yep. to these crazy she mules. She should have been named Psycho probably too. But. Yep. Um, so that Clancy mule that kind of got me going with the just running, he he loved it. And I haven't really found maybe a, a few mules that have loved it, like actually loved just... Um, stretching out and just hauling butt like he did um he thoroughly enjoyed it it felt like and um i've had some other mules that were really fast but they didn't really want to go fast (laughs) but um so clancy further down the road um he got an injury he was just running around in the pasture when it was wet and muddy and he slipped and i don't even know exactly what happened because i was younger and i didn't pay attention to all the technical words and all that but basically he got hurt where he could still be ridden but he could never be run like that probably never do like major rock hopping and all this stuff that we did and anyway so he is 
in Utah still, but uh, he's with another guy who just absolutely loves him. So anyway, I thought my dream of Bishop Mule Day's race was just over. And I remember that being really sad because that was one of my favorite things. Anyway, a few years, a lot of years later, I ended up with Crazy Oprah. And um, her and I had a good connection, even though she was a little nutso. But she was fast. I remember the day that mm -hmm. Ty and I discovered it. <laughs> and I just loved it. Um, so we decided that day after we just were on a long stretch after a, a good ride and Ty's mule, he has a little mule named Bud or had a little mule named Bud that was really speedy. I always wanted when we were younger, I always wanted to race Clancy and Bud, but we never really got the chance. Yep. <laughs> so, um, you know, we always teased each other about my mule's faster than yours and whatever, but never actually got to race the two of them. Yeah, but Bud would have won anyway. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. No way. Yeah. No way. Every person that <laughs> wanted to race me always lost. I'm just saying. <laughs> On Clancy, anyway. But so Oprah and I entered the race, and it was probably one of the highlights I've, I've done because it's just but I got it out of my system. I'm good now. I don't feel the need to do that again because it, yep. it was scary and seemed a little dangerous. <laughs> but but you won it. I won. It and cool. I remember when we first hurt, or, you know, we went to Bishop and I'm like, so what do you win if you, you know, what do you get if you win? And Ty said, a ribbon. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, that's, that's okay. You know, it wasn't super exciting. And then once we got there, I was like, uh, I think we did, was there three races? Mm -hmm. And the first two, I, um, I just kind of took it easy cause I didn't, she's a real touchy mule and everyone else around you when you're in these races is like noisy and whacking their mules and what, yeah, and I we mean, work hard on getting our mules stand yeah, still, I'm quiet, trying to get nice. her to be, I'm trying to get her to be quiet and a, a good citizen, you know, and then there's people around us just, I mean. It definitely just wasn't like my style the way the races go. So it no was way. it was a you know once in a maybe twice in a lifetime. I did it two years. Yeah, <laughs> so, twice. But anyway, so the first two I just kind of took it easy. Then the last race was the longest one, and I was like, okay, all I want now I just want to win a ribbon. <laughs> mm -hmm. Where before it didn't seem that exciting. Now I'm like, okay, I just want a ribbon. I want a blue ribbon. Yep. And so. Um, I figured it out. I figured out how to get her. If I could just get her ahead of all those noisy people, we would not lose <laughs> because mm -hmm. she was not going to let them come past her. So, and it was, it was really, really fun. So, and most, most of them, almost all of them, she won. Once I got it figured out. So the next year we came back and we would win them, win by quite a bit. But that first time I won, I have, I have a video that's, um, just probably, my favorite memory it's my dad and it'll probably make me cry because it's it's um I don't know just really special to me and my dad is filming um Oprah and I coming up and you can't even see us because it's so far away but um we're way behind it was the first time that I won and I finally wanted just to try it and like I'm gonna push her this time and my dad said because he had said before it doesn't even look like you're trying she doesn't even look like she's she doesn't even look like she's trying. She's just going leisurely down the the lane or whatever. Anyway, so this video just has my dad 
cheering for him. He's like, go sky, go sky, go sky. Yep. <laughs> As I'm getting closer and closer, closing the gap and shoo, just pass everybody up. Yep. That's just, pretty cool. Yeah, that's my favorite memory of all. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really good one. But I got it out of my system. Uh, and, and I'm probably, I do still like to run and like be out, you know, on a trail or out in the open, but as far as the whole race setting, yeah, it, it wasn't it's good for her. Thing. Yeah. It wasn't good for Oprah. You know, it kind of screwed her up a little. <laughs> yeah, it it just got her hot. antsy and hot and she thought we always needed a race. Especially you trying to line up for a picture. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, we'll run. Yep. She thought we were lining up for a, a race mm-hmm. anyway. So I decided after that, I was like, you know, it's just not worth getting her all uptight like that even though she is super smooth she's super fast she's just awesome but I got her back down to where we did a western pleasure class at Montana Mule Days just a little class where we could trot and lope beside people and mm-hmm. and just she could you know how we could do a nice slow lope and people could pass her and she didn't think that that was you know she didn't get antsy that was like a huge deal her so yep. we got it back under control yep well cool um i want to get into some of the questions that people wanted me to ask where are you getting questions from and you know just people on facebook <laughs> and anyways one of them was was you know you're always in the in the background all these clinics and stuff but but what's it like being a wife and a mother and doing these clinics out on the road. What's that like from your point of view? It's super easy. Yeah. It's just super <laughs> smooth and <laughs> totally fine. I know I'm just perfect at it. No, but um it's tough for sure. Like I have people say, you know, comment about it all the time and I always just say, Well, it's not the easiest thing I've ever done <laughs> but but it's worth it. So I'd much rather us all be together and you know even if it's hard it's a lot harder together than it is you know than if we were just to stay home and send the kids off to school each day but then they never see their dad and I don't think that's good for them and I don't want to miss out on the clinics and I don't like having Ty gone for so long and anyway so we make it work but it's definitely hard finding the balance and I still haven't figured it out I feel like every time we go back out, I start over and try and find that, um, try and come up with a, a schedule that'll work better, mm-hmm. fitting in school and, and trying now with the, the, having three classes, each clinic, you know, we have only a half hour in between each class. So I try and make sure Ty has some lunch. I try to get the next mule out and saddle, saddle it up. Yep. I don't usually get all of the things done. <laughs> You know, it's very rare that he has lunch, a saddled mule, and what else? You do a good job. But at least if I help with one or two things. And <laughs> she goes, gets out there and she films. Yeah, I try I to. Always take, and she she always tries to get pictures of everybody, all the participants, so that they have some kind of memory. Yeah, I'm not a great photographer. I like to take pictures. You're getting good at it, though. I like to take them. I just don't know anything about cameras. <laughs> so... One day maybe I'll I'll figure it out and can have like really nice pictures. But I let I le- at least like to have pictures for everyone to take home, and it makes me so happy when I see people post them later. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like yay, it was worth it. But we love 
everybody loves when Skye is at the clinic because Skye is friendly and personable and she's kind of, Skye is the face of our business. Thank <laughs> goodness because I'm just... I mean, have you I'm seen just, Ty's face? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm all business. So I kind of, I'm there to, to, to ride and, and work and teach people. Um, but Skye is the one that, uh, I mean, I give her all the credit for building our business because she, she builds friendships and relationships and people love her. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Ty is definitely the more business-minded, um, you know, a little more serious, you know. I'm not near as fun. You're the, the provider, so, you know, <laughs> it's he takes it very seriously. It's a very serious job. <laughs> but I, I just, I like to visit with people, especially if I'm stuck in the trailer or the truck for long periods of time with my kids. She likes to talk to adults. <laughs> I like to talk to adults once in a while. Yep. But um, yeah, it's really fun. My I've said it. I I said it on the on the last podcast when we visited with my friend Megan Mensing. Um, but my favorite, I have two favorites parts of the clinic uh, and just kind of what comes from it. And one part of that is seeing everybody come together and create friendships at the clinic. And it's fun to see the beginning of that. And then I like to keep up with people on Facebook so I often will friend people or send a friend request so we can keep up um, afterwards but then it's fun when I can see them um, kind of getting together with each other after the clinic and kind of making long-lasting friendships and finding people to ride with in their area uh, but my very favorite thing is the people that we meet um, you know Megan is a good example because she is my best friend, and I would not have found her without the clinics, you know? All I have... your other best friends are going to feel bad now. <laughs> I have a lot of best friends, and many of them, like Christy Kovner, I talk to her every single day. She's from Virginia. Yep. You know, we have them all over the country yeah, now. you've got friends you talk to all over the place. Yeah. All they're over this country. In everywhere. the world, Australia, in Australia, you've got Australia yeah, friends to... you talk to all the time. Yeah, so it's just really been a blessing, and I remember one of the times... Um, when we were moving, I remember being really sad. Uh, it had nothing to do with mules, but we were just selling our house, moving to another area. And I was talking to my mom about, you know, just being really sad because I, I really loved the people there. And I, was, I wasn't I was sure I was gonna, going to be able to um, find that again, you know. I'm like, oh, but I, and she told me that there are good people everywhere and that really stuck with me and it's been proven yep, <laughs> it's now proven you know i have my my favorite places to live i will probably never live outside of utah if i have a choice i love it here but it's been proved to me that there are good people everywhere that you know we've just yep. been so so incredibly blessed oh yeah so um what's your what's the what's the craziest thing you've ever <laughs> seen happen at a clinic. Oh, well, that was just barely at, um, in Arizona. What's that? <laughs> that oh, mule yeah, that just the fainting over. mule. <laughs> Tell them about the fainting I, mule. <laughs> so, that was uh, crazy. I feel like we talked about it just on a mule tip Tuesday, so it might have been made it to one of these podcasts, but Ty is working on his backing up exercise that he calls Please Go, off right? The, yep, off, off the lead rope. Off the lead rope. You're standing in front of him and you're asking him to back up. Well, this mule... It's an older mule, right? Yeah, it was, it's. Like, I think it's in his 30s. Close to 30 or somewhere around yeah. there. And he's asking her to back up. And this mule, I mean, like her feet 
looked like they were just stuck to the ground. Like <laughs> they could, it's like they, they weighed so much. She couldn't even pick them up. <laughs> so she, she just tipped over. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing as if she was a statue. Like a fainting goat. Literally like her legs stiff as a board and she just tipped over and just like. I thought, oh my gosh, I've killed a mule. <laughs> I've, it scared was me so bad. the most bizarre thing I have ever seen. I don't know what to say. It just shocked me. I was like, uh. Uh, and then the mule, just as soon as it hit the ground, it just it hopped right back up, you know. Yeah, she, yeah. <laughs> she was fine, and she got up, and she did learn how to back up just fine. But that was a first. Yeah. That was definitely odd. That I don't know crazy. what else comes to mind for well, you. Well, some of the scariest for me. Scariest? Was some, that, some was of that the, the question? <laughs> no. But some of the scariest things I've I've seen for you, I remember in Reno... You were helping me with a mule, and you probably remember all the the everything that went on better than I do. But you got kicked in the leg. Yep. Remember that? Yep. What were we doing? We we're chewing um, the mule. The ball or the, it was yep. The young mule was scared of the of the big of a ball. ball. Yep. And I think you were you ponying it. You must have been. Ponying I think I was doing. It. Yeah. I don't remember. And it was quite a few years ago, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Time goes by so fast, but. Um, and so I was trying to help from behind and the mule just like, (laughs) the mule just made it very clear. I'm scared right now and you're not going to make me, (laughs) you're, you're, you're making this worse. And, and he just double barrel, I mean, smacked. He got me in the, in the shin or just, I don't know, ankle shin right in that area. And I had my boots on. So, you know, it got my boot. Um, and then also kicked my mule in the chest. So when, you know, both of us got whacked and it was, I just remember it being a really loud noise. Really loud, yep. I think it was more him hitting my mule. It was my Oprah mule. And, um, and she took off running. Like she was like, ah, we're all going to die. And so she just bailed and I didn't even stop her cause I was too scared. I didn't, you know, slam on the brakes or anything because I was too scared to put weight on that foot. <laughs> I thought for sure it was going to be broken. And I'm really, really weak with pain. I pass out, I've learned, <laughs> with having children. That's what scared with, me because you're like, oh. I said, yeah, I said, Kate, you guys got to come get me. I'm about to fall off. So, like, I've I've had my blood taken where they couldn't find the vein. I almost passed out. After I had my first daughter, I almost passed out. <laughs> like, <laughs> So, um, anyway, and I was very grateful that my crazy Oprah just stood there while like yep. how many men just came yep. running at her to grab me <laughs> from the saddle. And that, you know, that in itself was amazing. But anyway, nothing, nothing was broken. I still have weird discolored no, I skin. You, I think you did break something. <laughs> you just didn't check it, which is the story of our lives. It was not going to the doctor. Yep. But anyway, that was an experience. It was a learning lesson. Like, you know, that mule, it was a little too much pressure. And he said that I can't take it, you yep. know, so that was completely completely my fault and I felt really bad afterwards I got my mule kicked is mostly what I felt bad about <laughs> I'm sorry Oprah she forgave me so what about um what about helping me in the the all the mule trainer challenges that <laughs> that's I've so entered. stressful <laughs> if you people, want to hear the honest truth people want to know it from your side because I appreciate all the help you give me yes and I really don't want to do it without you I really do enjoy yeah, helping tell, tell about that I go back and forth from when I go so do you, do you need my help and he'll be like yeah and I'm like dang it <laughs> <laughs> but then if he says no I'm like really <laughs> you don't need me and so it's it's one of those silly things where he says no he doesn't need me I'm like oh but then if he says yes I'm like oh no <laughs> Yep. So, um, 
The biggest thing for me that's hard is I can never hear you because they always have had music playing. Yeah. Like at, at the at the cult starting ones that we've been to for Ty Judge one for the horses for uh, horse. Yeah. I don't know what the cult starting challenge USA. USA. I judged yeah. one for them. Anyway, and, and that for the Southern Equine Expo. Yeah, and uh, the way they do that is so much easier because they have a mic on each person. And they just take turns, you know. Anyway, so you can hear the person. They're kind of giving like a mini clinic almost, just explaining what they're doing. And But at all the mule ones we've been to, they just have music blaring. Yeah, they and didn't I want can't, to have microphones. Yeah, and I cannot hear him. So <laughs> I remember at one of them, somebody commented about me yelling at him or something. No, Are you yelling no, at no, me? It was Julie and uh, um, remember Julia Blackmore. Yeah, oh. Julia Blackmore and... yes. They, yeah, they're like, if you and yell, Sherry, yeah, our Sherry, biggest fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you if you yell at Sky one more time, I'm gonna come in there and slap you. And I'm like, well, she, she can't me, hear me. Well, so and I told him, I'm like, you have to yell. I cannot hear you. I don't yell at all. And and at that specific one, we were right in front of the speaker. Oh yeah. And they didn't change us that year, did they? I don't think no, they swapped so. corrals. So we were right in front of the speaker the entire three days and. I just could not hear him. So I felt really bad everyone thought we yell at each other, but yep. I, I really couldn't hear. <laughs> so so um, it is it is a little stressful just because I can't hear what he's trying to do. But, like, when we're at home, I tell him, like, we just started a couple cults here at home, and I told him, like, I need you to, like, narrate for me so I know what's coming. Then I know how to help you because, you know, I, I almost can read your mind, but not quite. <laughs> No, you're better at I'm pretty mine good. than I am. I'm pretty good at it. He does not read mine well at <laughs> <Nope>. all. But <laughs> <laughs> Nope. But, um, yeah, I really do enjoy the cult starting challenges. Um, I just don't like the pressure. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> you know, it's just, but my favorite thing about those, and, and even just about watching Ty work with mules, is he is so good at knowing when they're ready for the next step. And that is something I have just yet to master <laughs> because he he can tell. I, I just remember many times him saying, Cam, and do the first ride today. And I'd be like, you crazy? That thing is still nuts, you know, or whatever, <laughs> whatever my my uh, view of it is. And he's like, no, they're ready. And then it goes fine, you know. So um, that's just something he, he just knows when to push them, when to hold back, you know, and that's something that. I I've, aim for. I've messed up lots of times too, though. Yeah, but that's how you know now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm a, I'm just always too scared to yeah. mess up, so I just end up not pushing them at all, and that's kind of where I fall short is yeah. knowing when to progress, I guess, to the next yeah. step. So. But all those, all those titles that we won doing those challenges and stuff, those, you know, there wouldn't be anything without you, though. I couldn't have done it without you, and it was a family endeavor. The last one, you know, had a picture of. You and me and the girls, yep. you know, all together. The when we won the national title together, that was really cool to all be there. Yep. But yeah, and then the one before that, my parents were even there helping watch the kids so that I could help tie. <laughs> yeah, and that's the first time your dad's ever really seen, like, because we always talk Been about. Been there our, all the way through. Yeah, our families don't really know what we do. Yeah, as far as actually yeah, they, sitting and watching and seeing. Yep, they don't know how we work, but that's the first time your dad actually watched and yeah. watched me work and. Yeah, it was fun. I don't know if he was impressed or not. I don't think my mom watched a whole lot. But... No, she was busy with the girls. <laughs> yeah, my girls keep them keep her just plenty occupied. But yeah, those 
they're fun, but for me, they're stressful. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's shift gears a little bit now. Um, one thing that a lot of our a lot of our listeners can relate to with you is anxiety. Sky has learned how to cope with anxiety. She's had anxiety. Well, forever. Yeah. <laughs> When were you? It started. I have. I have the. When they diagnose you with that. The, I remember like officially. the. I remember the exact date that I felt an anxiety like attack, whatever you want to yep. call it, hit me, and I had no idea what it was. I'm sure I had little anxious moments leading up to it, but it was um, like my second or third day of fourth grade, and I remember just having this full-on panic, and I didn't even know why. Anyway, so I kind of had to. How old are you in fourth grade? I don't know. Like eight? No. Nine, ten. Anyway, um, I'm sure I had, you know, little things as I was growing up that were anxiety things, but that's when it actually came to a head of like, this is a, a problem and I had trouble in school because of it. And anyway, but a lot of these people get a lot of anxiety about, you know, after they've been in a, like a mule wreck mm-hmm. or they've been hurt or they got bucked off or some of them don't even have to get bucked off or hit the ground. They just... Meal anxious. runs off and they're anxious, or some of them just kind of do. So some people just start anxious. <laughs> yeah. So maybe you could just talk about that. Um, some coping skills. I guess you don't really get set off. Do you get set off by meals ever? Do you um, have as meals or horses ever give you give well, you anxiety? Well, a few years ago, oh, watching me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> watching Ty get doing a podcast gives me lots of anxiety. Yes, yeah, she has anxiety right now. <laughs> oh, my my heart rate on my Fitbit. No, I'm just kidding, but. Um, a few years ago, we had a mule run off with me. Remember that? We were just in the arena even. So it wasn't like I learned what I, I should have done, but I didn't learn that till after I hit the ground. <laughs> so hit the panel. Hit the panel. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this mule, I actually had already ridden it out on the trail and he was really goosey. Um, but he didn't run off with me. And then I think you had a little bit of trouble with him just wanting to run back to the barn when you were just out yep. and about. But anyways, when I was riding him this specific time, I could feel him just bunching up, and I didn't know what to do. Uh, I, and I was on this gigantic, remember that big gray mule colt yep. that was not super safe either. No. <laughs> and so he was no help at all, but I remember saying, Ty, 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 you know, as yep. I could feel his body just tensing up. I knew something was coming, and in that moment, I didn't know what to do. So by the time, you know... I was thinking one rain stop question mark, you know, but then we were already moving. We're already gone. (laughs) You know, it happened that fast and you don't just one rain stop at a full run. So, um, anyway, the mule, the mule's butt was, I mean, it's tail probably was squeezed down there so tight. (laughs) He was scared. He was, he just took off running. He went around the arena and then we were headed towards the, towards the barn still in the arena, but there's, you know, a whole set of panels in front of us. And I looked up like, oh my gosh, we're going over. <laughs> I I had this split second uh, vision of him just jumping the panels and me for some reason not making it. But as soon as I looked off, um, that's where I went. <laughs> so, yep. so I looked up going like, oh my gosh, we're going over the panels. And I did, but he turned. <laughs> so, and you put a body so, print in the panels. <laughs> The panels them. put a panel print on me. Yeah. I had I had a bruise all the way across my chest and onto my arm. Like, oh, Perfect straight line. I hit the top of it and flipped over and landed right on my butt. 
And I just sat there. I remember just sitting there assessing how I was feeling. And Ty's at the opposite end having a panic attack and going, are you okay? Are you okay? And he's just trying to get over here. That, because the meal I was on was completely <laughs> green. I mean, just didn't know nothing. I swear, it's not like I could, I couldn't even get off quickly because, yeah. could, you know, that mule didn't have any education. But And it's, all, it's just, you know, another mule's hauling butt around the arena yep. and it's all worked up. Anyway, so I just sat there like, am I okay? And, you know, I, I ended up being fine. I had a really sore tailbone for a while. But after that, I kind of got nervous of just getting on anything, you know, yep. where before, you know, we just kind of, because he wasn't like a bad mule. He wasn't a super iffy mule. Like he wasn't hard to catch, you know, like he wasn't yep. obvious that he was going to take off. <laughs> In the arena, even. But anyway, after that, I really got nervous about trusting just any mule or trusting myself with knowing how to handle just any mule. And it's kind of been... And I didn't even get hurt. So when people tell me how they broke this or that and they were out for this many months and then having to get back into it, I can totally see where the anxiety comes from. But um, what's helped me, I guess, as far as mules go is... The checklist that Ty teaches, um, that's helped a bunch because you can see so much of how the mule is feeling just by doing those first couple steps, you know, just doing a circle even, then rolling the hinds. Like you can see how they're feeling physically, mentally. Um, I even had it help me once when my mule was a little off when we were about to go for a ride and I, I knew right right away that I was going to have to ride something else because she wasn't feeling 100%. So in so many ways, that checklist is helpful. But in regular life, with anxiety and things, you know, you could apply it to anything. I just kind of had to learn what my, my triggers are. And as soon as I could figure out what normally gets me anxious, then I could know what was coming I don't know, for me making a plan, like before this podcast, you know, this is kind of a last minute, like, hey, let's do a podcast. It's snowing outside. Let's, yeah, you know. It's middle of April and it's just <laughs> snowing hard. Snowing, here. bad weather. So he's like, let's do a podcast. I'm like, wait, but what are we going to talk about? Well, what are you going to say first? You know, I need to know. I need a plan. What did I say at the beginning? I need a layout. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm like, yeah, we'll go with it. <laughs> and he's like, okay, ready? And he hit the button, you know. <laughs> so now you know why the beginning sounded the way it did. Because I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Okay. <laughs> So anyway, those kinds of things help me just to have a plan, I guess, you know, and this checklist is that, Yeah. you know, have a plan of how you're going to work and you're going to assess how the mule feels yep. and that helps you, I think, quite a bit as the rider. Absolutely. I think that'll help a lot of people. A lot of people deal with that anxiety. Um, most, so many folks that come to the clinics are there because something happened and they want a little help. And, you know, just like you, you kind of learn your triggers. They, so do they, and they're trying to overcome it and get past it. And, well, and I think a problem is a lot of people just avoid the triggers. Yeah. Um, which is totally how my anxiety works is just avoid, 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 <laughs> you know. Yeah. But uh, if you want to continue riding you're obviously gonna have to get past those things and it's a lot easier said than done but it's it's worth the effort yep i i'm just an anxious person always so <laughs> ty is just dealing actually we just talked about 
was just on my, you know, how Facebook does the memories thing. And we did, I just said, hey, look, it was a year ago that you gave me a full-on panic attack. Yep. <laughs> because we had Jolene, that, that mule we had for the last challenge. Um, and she was a little, she was a handful. I was scared to death for Ty's life. And then we decided to take Swayze, my then four-year-old, on her first ride. And not on Jolene. On her not mule. on Jolene. <laughs> on her own, her first ride on her own mule. Yep. So she'd been, she's rode with me a million times. Ty had me ride Riata, who was super fresh because we'd been gone for a few months. <laughs> yeah, and she's just a youngster. She, yep. she's a little, yeah, she's she, four. she was just feeling really good. And I was not, what I learned from that ride was, holy cow, she is feeling all of my nerves. And I was not helping her through her, she was, she didn't seem nervous um, Riata didn't, she seemed just hot, you know, like, yep. let's go. And I wasn't in the mental state to help her get through that until, <laughs> until I lost it. <laughs> yep. I lost it. I had a good, like, <laughs> you know, had a good cry. And then, and then I could be like, okay, I need to address this with her. And I got Swayze figured out. My dad ponied her so I could get that out of my mind. Ty's alive. Let him deal with that. <laughs> I got to fix. I got to work with me and this mule first. And then I can worry about others. So yep. I think, um, I don't know. I haven't got anxiety mastered yet. But that's where that's where I'm at now. Taking one thing at a time and yep. building on it. So what are some shifting from there? Um you get asked so many questions behind the scenes at the clinics. I do. A lot of people will say, well, I didn't want to bug Ty, so. Yeah. <laughs> but what are some, I don't know, anything else you want to share on this? But other questions people ask you or people always asking you things, you tell me them at the clinics and stuff, but I can't think of any um, right now. But I don't know. I can't think of any, like, specific issues or things to mention. Other than, don't be scared to ask Ty. <laughs> yeah. During the clinic, you know, we used to laugh when we first started this. Ty would say, any questions, or started the clinics, he'd say, any questions? And like crickets. And then he'd shut off the mic. And people would come to him, <laughs> yeah. you know. It's like they didn't want their question. I don't know if maybe they were too scared to ask it with the mic or, or you know, maybe getting it answered through the speaker. But what I have learned is a lot of those people may have been asking the same questions. So, you know. Yeah. Don't be afraid to ask your questions at the clinics, even if you're just watching, um, because probably a lot of people are already thinking that. So. And I've gotten better. I think I've gotten better at helping people feel welcome to ask questions. Yeah. Because we don't get that as much anymore. Yeah. People are people are they're pretty willing to ask questions now. And yep, they do a good job. Maybe I'm. And questions are like such a huge part of the clinics. Oh yeah. And and like even just our live videos, you know, like. The more questions asked, like the more things that, the more information that c can come up, you know. Mm -hmm. So. So this is going to be how many years we've how many years we've we been on the road? We've been doing clinics eight years, but we haven't been on the road. Well, eight Megan's years. Megan's was the first. First, and that'd be six. So it was just Swayze was only six months old when we went there. Yeah. So she wasn't so even a year. It'll old be yet. five. It'll, it, that was our first out of state clinic. That was five so years ago. This is our sixth year. Yeah. So. Anyways, how, what have you thought about the change from shifting? Because Sky and I trained meals full time before we went full time five years ago with the clinics. Um, we trained meals full time. We had well, we always had fifteen almost every month. Yeah, that um, was fun. <laughs> or sometimes, sometimes a little bit more. And then sometimes we had 
that plus a whole bunch of mules to work on to sell. So, I yeah. mean, remember one time we had 30-something in our place when we lived in Chester there. Yeah. But what uh, what do you think about the shift in our whole career the last five to eight eight years? And Going to clinics? Think, yeah. Well, I will say my favorite part of our career that only lasted a little while was when we were buying a lot of mules to work on to sell. That was my favorite year. Yeah. We, <laughs> I'm really yeah. good at buying mules. Sky loves to buy stuff. <laughs> I could buy mules all day. Good ones, too. She still looks on Facebook all day long. I know. And, and she says, oh, look at this mule. Look at this mule. I'm like, you got a whole bunch out, out but back. But I learned I only look from specific people. Yep. So I know if they're good or not. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So aside from that, that was fun while it lasted. <laughs> but um, for clinics versus training, I love the clinics so much more because I always, when I'm talking, you know, we have people that ask us all the time, so what do you do for a living? And I kind of hate that question because <laughs> just because, hard to answer. yeah, like it's not like an easy answer to say, oh, we teach clinics. They're like, what? You know, it's they think it's a medical something. <laughs> yep. And so it's never like a short answer. But, um, and mules, something about the word mule makes people say funny stuff. (laughs) You know, if it's not, if it's not an equine person, then, you know, so many, and it's usually the same questions often, you know, why? That's you. Why? Why would you? (laughs) But it's a valid question, I guess. But, um, anyway, how I explain it to people is, okay, the training versus a clinic is like, sending your dog to obedience school and then you go and pick it up and take it home well you didn't learn anything that that dog was just taught so on the dog's end of things they just got a good um understanding of how to communicate with a human and then they're going back home to somebody who doesn't speak their language anymore a human doesn't know how to speak dog yeah and so then they're just confused but then on the human side of it you know they're like oh this dog that trainer just Ah, was crap all that money (laughs) the trainer yeah the trainer didn't do anything you know my dog still doesn't know how to sit or you know whatever so um training sending your meal to training is helpful if you're going there and learning like you know like Dwayne here in town comes and he's learning every day with you as you go give you a little background at the time of this fil- filming this is during all the coronavirus crap that is going on <laughs> and we've had a whole bunch of we've had seven events cancel and more to come probably oh we've had eight Hopefully now not. anyways and um and uh so this month we last minute took a we got six here in training so anyways yeah sorry, sorry back to that yeah i Anyway, so um, there's a guy here local that has come every single day almost as often as he could to come and yep. learn. And he used to send meals to us for training years ago before, you know, when we were kind of just getting into. Well, Ty has always just been a never ending like um, learner. <laughs> I don't know what you call that. Yeah, I like but, to learn. you know, like every. I, I'm always just trying to keep up. <laughs> With, you know, oh, this is the better way, you know, he's doing this better now. Or, you know, this has worked better than what we used to do and whatever. So this guy in town has um, seen how we used to do things. I mean, way back before even Ellie was. Six years ago. Yeah, before. when he trained the first one for him. Really? So we had Ellie back then? Anyway, so. Ellie was a newborn. Yeah. So seven years. Yeah. Anyway, so um, he's been coming every day and he's like, wow, this is really different, you know, than, than, Mm -hmm. um. And it's not like we did crazy, bad, terrible things. We just are so much more particular. Yeah. 
and observant and detailed. And I told him, you know, five years from now, I ought to be five years better. Yeah. You know, I've, I hope I'm not the same. If I'm the same in five years, I'm not doing something right. You know, I need to, I need to be getting better. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily mean different training methods or, uh, you know, exercises. It's just you get better at them. Yep. Well, and so. I, what I've found is the more you learn, the more you learn there is to learn, <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's right. So it's like, oh my gosh, I didn't even, never even, it's like you have to get to a certain point to learn that thing. And then once you're there, you realize there's the next thing to learn, you know? Yep. So um, where was I going with that? Oh, I Training just asked, you know, how, how you've liked the, you know. Going into clinics. and Going from training we've been married almost 11 years and yeah the first the first uh, f- um yeah the first four or five years first, was just training yeah. um full time and then you know um the last five to eight years i guess has been a shift and for for sure the last five years has been all clinics yeah so it's been fun um the people that come that are willing to come to a clinic because i've admitted it many times a clinic setting would give me so much anxiety. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, and that I think has helped Ty to work with, you know, different types of people. And because he's used to dealing with me <laughs> and he's yeah. very different, you know, he's, you know, like your coach Louie for rodeo was very, was a kind of coach that probably would be terrifying to me, oh, but yeah. you know, he was tough and he to. was serious and, but he, someone like you can take that where someone like me needs maybe something different and it's kind of helped you to cater to those different people. But I do love the clinics and it's just so fun to watch people get it with their own mules by themselves. You Mm -hmm. know, it's like even just with my little Swayze, she's five years old and she always asks me for help before she tries something, you know, something simple. She wanted me to open a baggie for her. And I said, did you try yet? (laughs) You know? And she's like, no. Like, well, why don't you try first? And then once she does it and she pops it open, she's just ecstatic. (laughs) So it's kind of the same watching people figure it out themselves, you know, and, and building that relationship with, with their meal themselves. Yeah. Well, we've got a few minutes left here. Um, I, I ask everybody I interview on these podcasts to give advice or to, uh, share some thought about mulemanship or any tip you'd like to give what would you what would you like to say to the folks listening hmm got you on the spot yeah i was not prepared for any of these questions but um i think for me a lot of times i'm not able to spend a lot of time with the mules um like you know weather or children or just responsibilities whatever but I have been trying to at least go out there, spend some sort of time with them, whether it's just getting them out and brushing them for a second or just doing a little bit of groundwork with our younger mules or helping. Sometimes the only mule time I get is helping my daughters to ride. So I don't really get a whole lot of the time myself, but I'm still out there doing something with the mules I try to do that each day. I'm not always great at it, but just, what is it you say, five minutes a day? Yep. I guess that would be my, my tip is do your best to get out there each day. Um, and know that you're training whether you mean to or not, because <laughs> when I go walk out into our pen full of these almost yearlings and almost two-year-olds, they just 
and Riata, who's a giant baby, um, they just want to maul me to death, <laughs> which is great. But, you know, I just have to be just something as simple as walking out in that pen. I have to make sure that I am staying on top of, um, what's the word, on top of the... Oh, just sticking to your standards. Standards, yeah. Yep. So, five minutes a day, but five quality minutes. Yeah, I agree. Well, that's great. Well, thanks for, I know how worried you were about doing this. <laughs> you feel better now, though? Almost. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love you, and thanks for doing this with me here, and I'm sure the folks will really enjoy listening to you. I hope so. So, you, you mean a lot to, you mean a lot to me, and you mean a lot to everybody. Uh, they know... They know how much you put into this behind the scenes, and I get all the glory. That's fine. <laughs> you... That's fine. As long as you're in front of the camera <laughs> and the mic and all that, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> I couldn't do it without you. You're the you're the blessing for sure to me. So, thank you. well, guys, thank you so much for listening. If I could ask you a favor again, uh, leave a leave a review um, after a, you listen. A to good this. one a good would, be great. would be great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> leave us five stars, and let us know what you think of these podcasts. And we're sure grateful for you listening. God bless you all and have a great day.